This week's podcast coming, as always, from the studio at Beach Hill Bookcycle. The expulsion of Bury from the EFL has certainly added a bit of perspective and may well have cooled the fire regarding our current plight. We will be looking at the Bury fiasco as well as doing a QPR review, Burnsley preview, social media watch and, of course, any other business. I'm Barry and this is the Phones Off PW Podcast. Very, very nice uh, introduction, that Barry. Um, how are we doing? Yeah, uh, uh, it's hard to say really. Isn't it? I mean, like I said in the intro, I've put things into perspective a little bit what happened to Barry. But you know, you still, um, you still want your own team to do well, don't you? Uh, which is what we're here to talk about as well yep. this evening. Just apologise for the interference. Then it wasn't mobile phones because they're all off. It was Adam grabbing a cake out the. Uh, out the packet. Uh, speaking of old Adam, how are we doing? Yeah, good thanks. This is the diet fit for gout. The diet. diet. Aaron, how's things? You made the trip down to uh, London at the weekend, which we'll come on to shortly. How are we doing? Good. Sure, yeah, fair enough. Uh, and young Adam? Yeah, not so bad, thanks Simon, how are you? Uh, best than I was on Saturday. Um, Comments that came your way after uh, I got the full brunt of Simon's rage. Yeah, I wasn't. Was there a rift in the podcast team? No, not not a rift. I just um, I was very disappointed with the the results um, <laughs> on on Saturday. But let's let's recover Saturday. Get I take it all the negatives out of the way. But there's a few negatives to go through today. Um, what's going on in the football world? Um, beating on possession, beating on attempts. Beating attempts on target. We beat them on corners. 5 3. Oh, oh. There we go. Um, fouls. We beat them on fouls as well. Um, yellows. We beat them on yellows. No reds. And Queen's Park Rangers 3. We're going to pass it 1. Attendance of 11,921. Before we go into what we think, I just think we'll bring in what our listeners have been thinking and saying. I've had to clean a few of these up. Um, so I did first half, second half. So first half, Cameron Quince, more of the same. Isaac Ellery, solid. Pete, these men must be poo <laughs> if if we're managing to score off a fox corner. Okay, so that was first half. You know, quite. Well, that's the fair comment to sure. Second half, JJ Bab, Sack Cook, and somehow get Hutton. Will Jones, the American one. It's one of the worst performances I've ever seen Stuart Hart he did put a status out there you go on and read that if you want you know it's bad when the club commentators are holding back their true feelings Nathan Dorr the three centre back arrangement doesn't seem to have the intended effect <laughs> and then Alex Lister sounds like it's time for Jamie Jones so what can one say no, not really. Apart from the fact that it was absolute poo, I agree with that. Uh, I don't know who said it on, this, on the tweets. But that second half was, was quite, quite disgusting, really. Um, I didn't think it was that good for staff. I mean, just ten minutes, right? It was a bit middle again, I thought. Did it right for ten minutes, and then 
That was it. Changing formation, three at the back. Well, same formation as Middlesbrough, but a bit more effective. And then there was a bit of a change before half time as well. Uh, Cedric Kipre found himself in, in midfield. Discuss. Baffling decision. What's going on? Well, what was me or the, the team? Uh, no, are we clutching the straws? Do you think Why? What's going on there? I didn't see it. I didn't, I didn't see the game, I didn't but I, I didn't even know that happened. But what is going on? Like, like, I mean, it, was it not just that it, the circumstances of the game meant that he, he just ended in? No, it was in midfield. <laughs> <laughs> he was playing defensive mid, and we had Evans and Morse further up the pitch. Barry's nodding for the purpose of the tape. Yeah. Right. And Aaron, well, is. Aaron, Aaron, do you agree? Have I, have I seen it wrong from? Uh, Quest Towers. No, he, he was playing the holding uh, mid and like it's uh, just baffling decision again. Like he, he can't control. He's not good on the ball or anything. It's just why well, he's not even good at centre back. So I don't know why. Shots fired. What point of the game was this? I can't give it exactly. the first half. So yeah. I mean, I, I would probably if point if he thought half. there was a if he thought he needed to was he not like action as a bit of a like a stopper centre back. Was it, or was he no, genuinely I think we gone to 4-1 one. Is that the kid for QPR? Is it Eze? Eze. Eze. He's quality. Yeah, it? he was coming on a little bit through midfield. He started, uh, his game definitely stepped up. Now, whether he wanted to block him off or not, I don't know. But you've got two two midfielders there. He, he, I mean, Sam Morsi kick anything above grass level, won't he? So I don't know why he didn't just put him on him. What's baffling to me is, like, why, is, why, is, why didn't he just put Joe Williams on the bench? And then he could just bring him up instead of why would you limit yourself to playing Kit Pre all the mid when you have Joe Williams? He didn't even bring. Him. There was McLeod on the bench. McLeod, <laughs> yeah, but he can't defend. McLeod, oh, it's a McLeod. You've got to wonder what, what, what's that? What's the game plan here? Because we don't seem to be a very good passing team. We don't really have seem to hit people on the break very well. Do you think there's something with Joe Williams for the reason he's not travelled? Well, somebody said apparently that he's. He walks out of training because he never got picked. But just take that with a pinch of salt. You hear, you hear, every you time someone's like your yeah. squad, you always get you, you always get. It used to be a thing with Nick Powell, didn't they? Or oh, he wasn't sat at he wasn't yeah. sat at stadium. He's walked off, and then he was back up back up pitch the next week. But I don't know. I mean, maybe I, Cook did say, didn't he, that it was a definite red card against Leeds. I, I suspect he was none too happy about that ridiculous challenge against Leeds. You wonder whether. He said something to him and not taking it as well as he might have done. Well, if that's the case, he's been at the club for two and a half weeks. He's played one game and he thinks he should be a permanent fixture in the team, obviously, above the captain because he plays the same position as the captain. And if, he, if he's having a bit of a strop because he's being told this week you're being left out, is, is he the type of player who wants to have a club anyway? No, and that's, that's, that's assumptions made from an, an, an omission. And where does this come from? Oh, I've got. on Twitter. To be fair. Twitter. I, I, I just don't know. Yeah, if there's any truth in it, then it, we won't get short. If there's no truth in it, then we shouldn't be talking about it. No. We've got enough players to deal with yeah. that. Yeah. No, I, I think that often these things get. And they always happen when your club's not doing that well. They're so, always saying, oh, dressing room's gone. They're all falling out. You, at most you of the time. You join a new club and then strop while they're getting sent off, which was sending off. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't do that after the transfer window shut. Sure, and you just so easy. Should we, we reflect on QPR? Because yeah. we've got uh, a lot, lot, lot of stuff to go through. Well, yeah, but we're, we're, we've diverged into play. We're not going to pick players apart, really, because that's not what we're about. Um, what went wrong? What went wrong? What in the look at half time? Well, 
Is it Jordan Hugo's impact? Yeah. Like we were chasing shadows from yeah. what I saw. Mark Warburton, I don't like Mark Warburton. You made that clear. He, um, they, they, played, they played a lot less football than we played. There was movements in midfield. Naki Wells uh, was electric in the first three minutes of that second half. He changed his tactics around slightly. We didn't respond because we don't know how to, because we carried on playing the same thing, same way, it, trying to put a drawing pin in with a sledgehammer. <laughs> stupid, stupid. Um, to be fair, QPR could have scored five or six goals in that second half. For me, we've got like no identity. Like what, what type, what team are we? Like we've no, we don't specialise in any. Like Adams just said, like we, we're not good on, we're not got pace on the break. We're not, we're not good at knocking it up front. Like playing long ball, we, we're not good at anything. I'm not going to get anywhere if we're. Yeah, but we're, we're a bland team. We're bland. In theory, though, we do. Uh, he, he played some in on paper pacey players because I thought Law was quick, and I thought and, and Jacobs isn't slow, is it? But there is, when you play the same way all the time, it becomes easy to nullify, and we play the same way all the time. We we attack with two players on the other line. When you play the formation we're playing, you're forcing them in the middle, aren't you? Because there's no there's no Nick Powell mm. behind the striker. There's just Morty and Evans who are naturally both deep lying centre mids, and then you, you're relying on Jacobs and Lowe coming in the middle when really they're, they're most effective out wide. But he, he has made a, he's made a, a change this year, hasn't he? After the second after the disaster at Preston, he moved to three at the back. So he did. He, he, we say we we say that he always plays the same. But yes, the three at the back. But if you look at it, there's not everyone. All our defenders are in the box, stood still, not looking at where the man is. It's like it's zone mark. At Preston, it was the same. Yeah. And, and from what I've seen, it was the exact same on Saturday. There's no everyone's just like chasing shadows. Everyone's a few <laughs> seconds behind the opponent. It's like Robinson and Fox for me have, have been the most blatant ones recently. Not watching them. And, well, Robinson for me, uh, and I'm sure he will improve, but I, I don't think he's changed that much from last season. I thought I've, I've not been impressed with Fox so far. Defensively, Robinson has always been suspect for me. I think he got slightly better towards the end of the season, but his strength has always been going forward. So I don't, I don't think it's too surprising if, if he's defending. But yeah, Fox, Fox has been from really what the little we saw of him last season, he's looked a like addition last season. You, you thought this guy, this guy's going to get it all organised in there, and that's all we needed because I thought I, I still think. Yeah, I don't think Dunkley and Kipri are bad players. I just think they they, they need to be. In we my don't have two centre backs, do we? Two, two people. Aaron, what's your view on on that? Um, for me, it just goes back to like recruitment from Paul Cook. I can't think of one good player Paul Cook's brought in. Apart from Danny Fox last season, he looked like a decent player. But this season he's been exposed. Gavin Massey, what's he really do? He's not had a sustained period where he's played well. Josh Windass has been a failure, really. Like we've got hopes for him, but all our best players last season, Reese James was a fluke, and our other best players were Gary Caldwell plays. So I think over time, Cook's just been exposed, really. So, Adam, I'd come back with that. I mean, first of all, for the uh, for this season, um, I think you can't as yet write the players off who we signed this season. I think that would be a bit unfair and a little bit, little bit too early in the day. Um, Windass is an interesting one because I think he split opinion last season and then started the season well. We don't know what's going to happen with him for for, for this season. Um, the defensive ones are on the fence because, albeit I don't think the the bad players necessarily Dunkley and Kipri, but I think we've maybe 
when we were doing our recruitment, I don't know whether that should have been the number one priority. Or obviously the striker, we needed a striker. But the next in line, should that have been the priority? Uh, because we signed two left, well, we've signed two left backs, haven't we? Uh, we've signed a couple more midfield players, which are, for me are very samey. I don't know. I don't think they seem, yeah. they seem samey to me. Yeah. Um, and we say we signed very similar wide players um, who I think have still got potential. I mean, I've seen a bit of law to see that he's got some potential. But I'm, but I'm thinking about whether we maybe should have prioritised the the, the the top quality centre back because clearly the Mulgrew one was well we needed someone because if we hadn't got Mulgrew then we were down we were talking about being down to the forget uh, forget or being the in, well, we've in got we've got a, a USA international aren't we uh, with us at the moment who's been on trial supposed to be sorting a deal out with this club. Because they want compensation, but they've released him, so there's a little bit of conflict there. But we've got one that waiting to come in. Should so we see? Pross is his name. Pross, yeah. No idea if he's any good or anything. Might be pros and cons to that. The only thing I know about him is that he's been released by a Swiss deck of second division team. Oh, that right. makes me think, hmm, yeah. okay. What about Pookie? Ambitions. Pookie? Did he get released by? <coughs> um, <laughs> we're talking about, obviously, team and changes like that. Again, on Twitter, we put out what we'd like here to discuss and there's a couple of points that come up there regarding the, the, the team and, and the goings on Nathan Dorr what are the technical reasons for the issues at the go- in the goalkeeper position um, Stuart Hart does anyone see an improvement Paul Howarth what how what and how do we get to a position like Preston are in and Dan Farrimond hi Dan is Krusty the Edward Pie man's son? He is. He definitely is. So that's that one ticked off. Yeah. Right, so Nathan, what are the technical reasons for the issues in, in net? Well, we've got a Scotland international, haven't we? Crap in defence, crap Sorry. Sorry. I was very surprised about the way... I, I mean, I did, I did think he was slightly better, I think I said last week, in the um, Leeds and Middlesbrough games than he was in the Preston and... Cardiff games, but I didn't. I didn't see Saturday. But apparently he's had an absolute stinker. But before the season started, I was happy with that signing. Yeah, um, I can't really say. I've, I've seen him a bit over his career. Yeah, um, it, it'd been rated where it'd been. I Cardiff fans and, and all fans rated. It's still rated because he's been yeah. picked. Picked in the Scottish Yeah, I think squad. we'd have a chance though if we were Scottish. But I saw Cardiff Ooh. saying that he was like a, a confidence player, and if you've got that defence in front of you, you're not going to have confidence. So thing, what de- what defence is it? Is it is it a case of he's just trying to find his his best defensive setup, and that's why he's mingling those players? Because one week it's Fox and Kipre, one week it's Fox and Dunkley. Well, should he not Dunkley know? Because he's had them, he's had th- them sort of players. What, what's mm. going on? Yeah. He's had two of them for okay, a year. One. Three our back, did our back four change? Uh, really? No. No, no, it never really? changed at all. It was every week. It was settled. One. That's what you need. Were we? Were we actually? I mean, it's difficult to remember those times last year because that away run was shocking. And um, do you know when our away form changed a little bit? When Reese James went centre mid, that's yeah. when it changed. That yeah. Bristol. Because it put a bit of solidity in that middle and a yeah. bit of quality. That we've got. Well, no. but it, it changed in December, didn't it? <laughs> It was after we played West Brom. Oh no, January, sorry. West Brom in Cup. Yeah, West Brom in Cup. Mm. Um, when he was absolutely. Cool. But what I was saying is, he was. I can't remember 
our defence, it started a bit dodgy last season and there were a lot of goals from crosses first three or four games but I don't remember our defence every week saying we're shocking in defence yeah, so I, I remember us thinking I, I remember people saying we've not been beaten we've, we've been beating, beating ourselves by giving stupid goals away well, that was it, the same it, thing every we're week we're always saying now oh, we haven't been battered we keep losing by a goal don't we and stuff I mean we, we were shocking going forward really weren't we um, but you know we, we had we had injuries uh, yeah. we, had, we didn't have a proper left back well what I mean is did, did for last season there was the odd game where I think Dunkley for me didn't look great I thought he gives a lot of easy fouls away and seeing we can't defend them very well is not a good policy but last season I don't really I, I seem to remember a lot of positivity about Kipri last season in last general last season Kipri first half of that season was our, even though I couldn't get a game half the time he was our best defender well better than Dunkley but suddenly so when Byrne came back for me we went worse we played six games this season we scored in two of them so considering we're talking about the goalkeepers here as well what do we do do we stick off twist keep Jamie Jones in or I think you have to you have to give him his confidence because throughout the years he's not been a bad keeper and if he's a confidence keeper you have to stick with him. Yeah, for me, I, I think stick for the time being because I, Jones won't I won't let any hours, but I, he doesn't save the shots for me that that can win you a game. Stuart Hart, Hart has asked, does anyone see an improvement from when? Well, yes. we're, getting, we're getting progressively worse if anything. Well, I, I think we're awful now. We are awful. I've mapped the season so far. I thought Cardiff good, Preston terrible, Leeds decent to start with, mitigating factor, <laughs> Middlesbrough ten minutes decent, and then went poor. And from what I've gathered on Saturday was the lowest of the season so far by quite a distance. Would you say? Yeah, yeah. But, so, but within that, there's, there's a bit of a there's a bit of an up and down. Not necessarily a long sustained run of terrible form. But we've lost five up bounds. Yeah, but one of one of those is a mitigating factor, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I think the, the other thing that I find a little bit worrying is both Borough and QPR. Uh, are not great shakes well, Paul, Paul Howard asked how do we get ourselves into a position like Preston you know sustaining uh, decent positions within the league now uh, need a better recruitment time. policy for a start bring need a, buy good players time perhaps bring a better manager in mm. ok I've got to, I think time because yeah. I, Preston took a, Preston took a while yeah. they floated the first couple of seasons back um that year we got relegated they were, they were quite low down and then I think the season before last they had that season where they finished 7th was it or 8th mm. and then they brought a different manager and he was a good manager we yeah. need to aim to be a club like Millwall Preston uh, Brentford before this season they spent money but they've, them three clubs have all done well in the championship without spending big money so we're going to move on move on from that area I'm off the cake and um, sorry for the disturbance it's Barry and Adam this time mm. um, two comments from Blue Fathead and David Warrington phones off we've listened to you guys and hopefully it should be um, we've taken on body feedback so there shouldn't be any feedback but uh, unfortunately we've got paper with toppers in and cakes so uh, Thomas Adam's mate has put on Twitter besides the fit and proper persons test what should be done to prevent situations like Bolton and Berry? Part fan ownership, like they have in Germany, or a salary cap? And this leads us on to our discussion topic around Berry, Bolton, the EFL, 
I think one of, the, one of the main things that needs to be done, they've already done, they've got rid of Sean Harvey. Because when he was appointed as the head of... I, I, was, I couldn't believe he'd got the, got the job, to be honest. He's an absolute nightmare, that fella. Should we, should we start off with Berry? Um, yeah. Terribly sad situation. Uh, the fact that the club has gone out of um, business. You know, no longer... Existence of well, football they're, they're club. Not a football club. They're not a football league yeah. membership. Which Lost is. the football league membership, which there's, there's rumours circulating on social media that are like a, what was it being now, a 13th hour plea has been put in to uh, have that revoked due to someone finding £7 million. I don't know where you find that kind of money. Um, I think it's, I think some of this is cruel, mate. I think some of this is, that it, for me, it's just, it's, it's the fans. I, it's not going to happen, and it, it's, it's giving people, it's giving people false hope. They're, they're not going to be elite, <coughs> elite club, and they've just got to now look at a way of restarting, and you know, trying through the fans and maybe getting some some local investment. AFC Wimbledon did it, didn't they? Yeah, well, All the shot did it. Yeah. Newport County. Um, Maidstone made the Maidstone, way back yeah. up. Oh, Atkinson Stanley. Who were they? Chester. Exactly. Chester. Chester coming back. They're um, it's, it's, it's the fans. It's the fans that you feel for the the people who work at the ground on a match day. The people who work in the club shop. Um, United business owners um, around there that are going to be severely affected, and it, it's not a way that you want to see um, a club go. It's a shame that things haven't been done. There's been a lot said, I think. Um, you listen to interviews with Dawson and what's his name? Um, the Berry. Who is the Berry man? I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Yeah. Dale. 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 Dale was in before Dale. Dale and Dawson's comments to each other on um, Talk Sport the other day. Um, you know, it's going to affect players and hopefully the PFA will step in. Um, and then there's been a. A very similar situation brewing in Horwich at the University of Bolton Stadium with Bolton Wanderers. I mean, fortunately, before coming on there, um, it's been uh, reported that Bolton have been saved. Um, at the end of the day, we're all football fans. We want to beat Bolton. We want to see Bolton get relegated. We want to see Bolton not win a game. That's what we want because they're our rivals. But at the end of the day, you don't want the club to go out of business and no longer exist. Is the truth in the fact that it's a smart meter company that's been involved? No. Don't find anything about yeah. it. Oh, okay. I thought it was going to be a punch. punch. The one sport has gone right over his head, so it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, <laughs> I think anything. it might have been a smart meter company. Why? No, it doesn't matter. Alright, okay. Um, anyone else got anything to say on, on firstly Barry's situation? Um, feel sorry for the fans. Uh, the, there was a good interview on Sky Sports of the guy who was saying a lot of the fans of toxic clubs who don't go to games won't understand the, what football brings. It's not just the actual stuff on the pitch; it's the human relationships that you create. It's more than ninety minutes. There's a difference between fans and supporters, aren't there? You know, and it's like the ones who go pay the money week in week out. The, you know, the, the, us yeah like, so I think that's what the difference is a lot of us we can relate to it a bit more that's why it's disappointing when you see some of our families basically so saying, they'll feel lost won't they yeah like, what well, we do? we've all we've all been with family members or been with family members at some point and it's those memories that you have and sometimes your family members are no longer with you but you remember them you remember 
games and how you reacted. I mean, the, you know, it's all part of it, isn't it? And especially for communities like Wigan, Bolton, and Bury, Rochdale, the smaller communities, uh, it's like a, it's a proper focal point for everyone. And, and the history of Bury as well makes it even more disappointing, doesn't it? You know, yeah. where they've sort of, you know, the FA Cup winners, you know, they were. I think you're a friendly member of the second division, they've had spent quite a number of years in the top flight. And only in the last even 10, 15 years, you know, they were playing at championship level, but systematic failures. I, don't th- I think it's a difficult one to just blame one entity. Clearly, clearly the, uh, the owner has a, has a lot to answer. And the guy who was in before him. And the owner in before Day, him. Clearly, his name was Dave, wasn't it? The, the, obviously, the regulatory framework around it certainly needs tight, tightening up. Uh, salary cuts, it's difficult difficult to, yeah. to, to to enforce them but something's got something's got to be done but it's not it, it's not just as easy as clicking your fingers I don't think it's, it's I think the the EFL have a lot to answer for well, well we'll come on to the EFL in a minute and obviously um, Bolton um, saved I bet Stuart's happy yep he's in the pub as we speak so that's good news I mean Rip Bolton to pieces quite a few times. Probably their only victory this season. <laughs> but the, it is, it's, it's the fans again, and you know we know a lot of Bolton fans around here. Um, I'm sure it affected. No, well, it would have affected it, Danny. It, didn't it? It's, it's good that it's happened so quickly after what happened yesterday because I think before then he was still confident. It's like, oh, it's deadlines are just to make people do stuff. But seeing what happened yesterday has kind of made me think, whoa, this is a, a realistic threat. And what's next for Bolton now? Well, uh, we were talking off air before that probably relegation to League Two is probably the most beneficial thing for them. Start again and you know have owners who you know make better decisions, better run club, and uh, hopefully they can for them they can rise again. But at least they're not expelled. Well, that's it. That's it. They've got a chance to fight, live yeah. another day, and fight another day. Adam, the EFL then. Well, I mean, clearly there's there's, there's some major sort of gaps isn't there in sort of this the uh, fit and proper persons test and I think the main thing is actually the sustainability really and actually proof of funds I think is, is clearly the, a big issue but the, the problem is that a lot of the times the hand is forced a bit by the fact that that, that clubs kind of I think with the, understand the very situation is kind of the clubs have changed hands already and then it was the for the EFL then to look at whether under EFL rules, the new owner was entitled to run the club. It's difficult when they're already in that position. So I think the EFL did give give sort of some some time uh, for it to get sorted out. And I believe from what I, I gather is the early days of it, they were actually paying the wages. Um, but it, there's a few things that don't add up for me. Is the fact that you know during this peri- period of time. Um, you know, there's lots of goings on, really. The, the, the sort of the wages, the, obviously, the, once we got to the point where the wages weren't being paid, um, we, we, we've had issues. Obviously, this, this, this chairman as well is coming out with ridiculous statements that you know he'd never even been to Bury, and he just and his history as well as um, you know previously as a company director. You know, just any any person who knows how to use Google can find this information out. So. Other search engines are available. Yeah, that's, well, that's Jeeves. Is Jeeves, Jeeves still going? 
big things. <laughs> Yahoo, big, big NSN, yeah. Yahoo. Yeah. I think it, we're diverting uh, here. But that was all in all, yeah, it's going a bit heavy. We're blowing this up. It's 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 a big mess, isn't it? Yeah, it's so. a big mess of poo. So they're not going to win the league anytime. I just thought they can get a, a, a you know a Phoenix club. <laughs> Jerry <laughs> and uh, start watching football again because I'm sure they Brian it's a well, 20 foot what people don't it, it's happened to us you, let, you ruined it I'm getting <laughs> the word move on yeah. Brian it's a 20 foot Cook's current form you get it yeah, yeah. so Cook's current form played 6 won 1 lost 5 4-4 four, four. Against 12. Discuss. I got some stick on these long term forms, didn't I, on Twitter? Yeah, from Thomas who tweeted in. Yeah. I, mean, I, did, I, 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 did, I have to apologise to Thomas, I missed the. Uh, I've got a new Twitter account now. So oh, I'll come into at the end, so don't pick yourself up there. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> go on, plug yourself, go on. No, I'm just saying that it's different when you look across seasons. I know what he was doing with it, to, to basically, I understood the point that whatever, I can't remember exactly what he said, was it? Out of 43 games, had we won, what was it, 12, was it? Can't I don't remember. know, you had the fight with him. I can't remember what it what it was, but you, you could look at more positive stats, couldn't you? And say, you know, if you look towards, if you took it across last season after Blackburn, and then early this season added those points together, then we'd have enough to finish in the top 10. So it's like, if you're doing your stats, what we're taking? What stats? For me, the only thing that's relevant is the form this season with mm-hmm. the new players. Yeah. I think I agree with you because last season's objective was to stop in the division, which we achieved. This season, the objective is to improve on last season, which second the month of August, we, we've you know we, we, we're failing big style at the moment, and I think it, I'm worried actually the way that I'm worried. Been. We just don't know whether it's one of these periods that you've got to get through, and then it suddenly you know you go on a <laughs> six-seven game win streak. But this, this is the thing. Well, you'd, he said he's very defeatist himself in this yeah. interview. Yeah. And he said it was somebody else talking. He's done that a few times, hasn't he? Good. Yeah. In rough periods last season, he, he, he kind of, well, like he was throwing the towel in a bit. Yeah. Good. I think that's, that's I think that, on, that on, I don't think it's necessarily being defeatist. I think it's, it, it, it's an honesty. It shows that he cares. And it can have a reaction. I'm not doubting that at all. I, it can have a reaction mm-hmm. that, that basically sparks the players into life and say, look, we're really letting this, we're really letting this guy go. Because to me, what I gather as well the other day is it wasn't just, there were some issues with the tactics, but you said some of the players seem to... There's no excuse for not marking the man at the back post. Or it's, it's like they don't know what they're supposed to be doing, though. But what he said in... Because you play to, to the manager's orders, don't you? Otherwise you get dragged off and you don't play again. And it looked like, for me, they was, they was taking positions up, but they was, they was stupid positions. Why have you changed so much from last season? Have we changed so much from last season? Have we just lost one absolutely quality player? The thing is, he said in his interview after the game, I'm not going to throw my players under the bus, I'll never talk bad about my players. But then he went on to say, um, he's at his wit's end with the players. And that he like the players aren't he can't he doesn't identify with his team anymore like he doesn't recognise his team so if he's saying that in an interview and saying he's not going to throw him under the bus like like he clearly doesn't he's telling them to do something and they're not and they're doing something completely different isn't it yeah I mean my view on this it doesn't matter what we think or say at all I think it boils down to uh, what Gavin Royal thinks because he's been given the job by the consortium that's bought us to get the club 
into the Premier League in three seasons, with this being the first season. And that's his job. So taking one step back, dropping down to League One, if we're getting relegated, I think if there's any danger that he feels that we're not going to progress this season, I don't think he'll hesitate to get short and bring somebody else in. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. But I still think, I mean, we only won game on from last week when we were all pretty much saying it was way too early. So you can't, but what, you can't what, say after what, an ex, yeah. one extra game that it's, it's now time. Where does, where does too early stop? Because if you look at the next date, we've got Hull away, Charlton at home, Fulham away. Birmingham at home, Sheffield Wednesday away, Forest at home, Derby away, Bristol away, and that takes you up to the end of October. For me, it's not yeah. like if it's not about like if getting rid of him is the right decision because I think anyone can see that tactically he's probably not up to the level of championship manager. But it's more like we don't want to go down the road of making a mistake of appointing the wrong manager again. Who'd you like get him? That twice. I'll go for Chris Hugh, and we won't get him. Won't get him. Money could. Gary Monk. No, no, no. I, I, Wrong Monk, direction. Monk yeah. for me as well. Why yeah. does it? Why does all these things always at every single club? It's always someone else's fault that he's actually ended up moving out. For me, it's the same with the other guy, Rowett. Rowett, yeah. Thank me, you. Follows, Fist pump. follows them round. The, the troublemakers for me, those, yeah, those. And I, I'd, I'd stay well clear. I said I, I'd, I'd find it difficult to go and watch those two managers in charge. I'll still go and watch my team. And but I would refuse and still basically thinks two fingers to you because you appointed uh, Malcolm McKay yeah. when it was absolute madness at the time. I thought, yeah. what you know, because the way he was treated at Newcastle, Chris Hughes, uh, I think, and Norwich as well. I, I mean, he, he's one who has done good jobs where he's where, where he's been. He's done it in the Prem. He's done decent jobs in the Prem. You know, so Parkinson. <laughs> Park, he's, he's going to be cheap. Yeah. From what I've heard, mm, not no. good. No. So are we right? Is, is that basically say? I'm, see, I'm still, I'm still believing Cockney. Yeah. I, I, I don't think he's Cook. as tactically inept as people said because he threw a few crackers. I thought Derby at home last year, two substitutions that basically turned uh, a six-nil battering into a game. If we'd had a decent ref who'd have sent that diver Wilson off, and that we should have had a penalty, we'd have, we'd have got something out of a game. Leads away, yeah, we did ride our luck a bit, but he did play a tactic that gave us a chance to score goals. Still, I don't think he's completely inept, but I do think he can panic a bit when, when the you know the pressures the pressures on that these away games were. I'm not saying it's a must-win away game, but QPR and Middlesbrough, you'd look at those two games as away games, and it's different to Leeds away and Derby at home with ten men. It, it, it's a game where he now suddenly has to get you a result, doesn't he? So I don't know if he, in that situation is where he struggles a bit. Right, so, should we move on? Should we look forward? We've done a lot of looking back yeah. to the last week or so. Barnsley are rolling into town, and the referee for Thorpe is Andy Wilmer from Northamptonshire. Ex-poster. He's refereed three games, issued 12 yellows and no reds this season. He refed us twice last season. Barry, can you tell us when? Yeah, he refed us against Brentford in a nil-nil draw. And he did us uh, when we beat Millwall 1-0, I believe. And where were they both played? Both, uh, both at uh, DW. The only referees is here. Yeah. He likes coming up to DW. Apparently he likes, um, likes Galloway's Pies, Peas and Gravy. So he, yeah. he, he comes up for it. Galloway's Pies or Galloway's Spies? Galloway's Spies, Peas and Gravy. It's known as Beach Hill Crack, if you've never tried it. Have a look. 
Previous we played Barnsley 14 times, 1-6, drawn 4, lost 4. Surprisingly a small amount of time that, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, you, you, you associate them with uh, being a, a club we've played quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, to Adam for Adam asks Adam. Okay, so we've got uh, Chris Vidyard on today, um, Barnsley supporter, um, and we'll get straight into it. We're just going to first of all ask you about um, the season so far, and, and I guess uh, like us last season, coming up from League One. What are your aspirations for this season? Yeah, good evening. Uh, thank you very much for having me. First of all, you're very welcome. Yeah, yeah. Um, my friend is a big fan of your show. He's a big Wigan fan. All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and you sound just like him. Funny enough. We, we just <laughs> we just all sound exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> um, in terms of coming up this season, uh, what do we expect? Um, well, I don't think we knew what to expect. Having having lost three of those big players and then making ten signings uh, with with most of them eight or nine of them being relatively unknown. <laughs> which is the Barnsley way at this minute in time so <laughs> a lot of variables that we weren't quite sure as to which way it was going to go um, and then having seen it play Fulham first game at season um, I think we thought we were going to win league to be honest <laughs> well yeah you beat, you beat the favourites 1-0 that was a good start for you <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a good start um, but since then a lack of experience um, a lack of knowledge as to how the manager wants to play uh, lack of noise in the championship is starting to show a little bit and uh, the last three or four well three weeks we've been uh, seen wanting really in, in, in a lot of areas of the field um, in terms of what we're looking for now really is, is survival I would suggest staying up yeah so like so, like, yeah. like us last season so you, t- you talked about obviously the recruitment obviously um Kiefer Moore was uh, obviously somebody who went the other way and, and, and also you, you, you obviously had some experience of one of our other players, uh, Williams as well. I was just wondering what, yeah, as, as a Barnsley, yeah. Barnsley fan, your thoughts were on those two players? In, in thoughts in terms of selling them first and foremost, selling Kiefer, um, I, I don't know, in terms of Barnsley, at a minute we're, we're not a selling club as such, but if the player wants out, we're cashing in and we're reinvesting as quick as we can. And I think it got, I, I, went, I, I spoke to Daniel Slender last night. Right. Uh, and I also spoke to uh, the CEO last night at Barnsley. And he mentioned that I think that Kiefer had obviously got offered more money right. to play for Wigan. Uh, you know, you get to that age of football, nobody can turn it down. It's, it's a, you know, it's a profession to end the day. And just like yourself, I'm sure if I offered you double to play for Barnsley, you'd come and play, wouldn't you? I don't think, you, I don't think you'd want me as bad as it's got. I don't think you'd <laughs> carry, carry a few pounds and a bit of gouts at the moment. <laughs> What about Williams? What about Williams then? I've both, I think both of them have got potential to be good players. For Keeper last season, for his league one, absolute massive in terms of his, his goal scoring out. But when he played, obviously he suffered with a few injury worries. Uh, we had a big, a big knock to the head at one point, but uh, it was quite. Um, I'm looking for quite key really in certain games. And yeah. There's a plan B if you know what I mean. And, I'm not convinced we've got that plan B, you know, so I'm, for one, I'm sad to see him go. I can understand why the club sold him. Whether it'll suit your game, according to my friend, he's going to fit your game perfectly, so... Uh, I'm not sure he's fit, is he, for Saturday? No, he's, he's injured, he's going to be probably back after the international break, so... Uh, and, and, and Williams got sent, sent off on his uh, on his first start for us, so... Right, yeah, Williams, at times, when he played for us on loan, he looked, uh, he looked like an Everton player. Uh, and then at other times he looked totally out of his depth and I don't know if that were an age thing or an experience thing um, both on the day I keep 
for him, Joe Williams, a uh, brilliant. Uh, but if you look, both from being relegated from Championship twice, oh. uh, you don't want it to be three times. Well, no, we'll see. So going, moving on to Saturday, then obviously, we're <laughs> sorry, early six, <laughs> early six pointer. So how do, how, do, how do you see the game going Saturday? Oh goodness, I think we're going to have a goal fest on Saturday. Uh, I think there's going to be probably four or more goals. Uh, and I genuinely believe it could go anywhere, depending on which which Barnsley turns upon there and which Wigan turns upon there. I think I think both of them have got a Jekyll and Hyde uh, aspect about them, haven't they? So uh, we'll we'll see. Uh, so yeah, I'm expecting plenty of goals uh, and expect it to be very open. So it uh, could either be um, a two Championship teams of Wigan versus Barnsley or Beach Hill, which is an area in Wigan versus Ardsley. Yeah, no, exactly. I think Hardly have got a good side at the minute. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe Eastine yeah. then. Yeah, Eastine, Eastine. Sure, good knowledge. Yeah, Eastine. He's obviously yeah. Eastine. Yeah. Working men's club. It's got to mention. Yeah, <laughs> that'll do us. Yeah. So maybe you're sharing, sharing the goals two two. Uh, I'll take 3 2 uh, Barnsley. But yeah. yeah, I think, yeah, I'm in greedy. I think, all said and done, I think we'd take a point and a much better performance. Because uh, not only did we lose to Luton last week, but performance was probably the worst I've seen at Oakwell in, in four years, five years. So, yeah, we were dire. So, fingers crossed it's a bit better, Barnsley. Yeah. Well, fingers crossed for me, that is. Well, but uh, we, 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 we were just as bad at QPR, so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll have to see how it goes. But um, thanks, thanks very much for, um, for, for joining us this evening. And. Um, I think we'll probably speak later in the season as well, and hopefully then we're not we're not the uh, two of the bottom four at that stage. <laughs> yeah, that'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? We could sit pretty in mid table somewhere. No, thank you very much for ringing. Thank you very much. For no ringing. problem. Th- thanks for being on. Uh, Cheers, mate. Yeah, have a have a great season. Enjoy Saturday. Thanks, okay. thanks a lot. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye bye. So starting off with old Adam, how do you see this one going? Well. I mean, last season we had a few of these games at home where they were must-win must games, uh, and we did tend to get that result. Um, these are definitely going to be one of the sides who's in the bottom six. Um, a lot's going to depend on who we've got available, you know, in terms of personnel for me. Because for what we've said about Windass, after that first game, the way he played, he looks integral to our team. Um, he's still out, he? still out. Yeah. Moore's out. I don't know if Garner's fit. Well, he played on yeah. QPR and uh, Geldart played it against Fleetwood as well during yeah. the week. I th- it's, it's difficult looking at that personality. I mean, you'd like to see, and hopefully, the, the Williams situation, there was nothing untoward with that. I, I like, I think there is a bit of a player in him, I'd like him to return, but like I said to Simon last week, if we don't make any major changes to the team, I couldn't see us getting anything at QPR. I think probably the same is going to be the case again, so I think we need to make two or three decent changes um, and just hope we can just get one of those results you know get one over the line maybe 2-1 yeah along with my 3-2 centre uh, Barry who are playing Barnsley are 21st on four points just above us uh-huh. yeah they won the last game didn't they and they've had a, they had a good draw against Luton yeah they beat yeah, they've Luton they've had a good draw against Chelsea so they played I thought Chelsea Luton, and I thought Luton. Luton beat them Yep, they did. Luton beat them 3 now. Yeah, you're right. That's what I'm saying. Luton beat them last time out. Yeah. I think it'll be a, a, a one-all draw. I don't think he's going to score a goal. I can't see a goal in us at the moment. Old Kip- goal. Kipri? Hug. Hug. Hug, yeah. Hug. Hug. <laughs> from a Danny Fox car. Young Adam. 
Uh, I've been quite negative last few weeks my predictions, so I'm gonna I'm gonna change my tactic. I'm gonna go very positive. Um, by this time next week, we'll be all singing Cook's praises and been nothing ever wrong with us. I think we'll win three nil. Three nil. Aaron. Um, yeah, Adam's just stole my predictions to be fair. You can have it. You can have it. There's no points and offer. There's no prediction league this season. There's, it's just it's got the same feel to Bolton at home last season. With it's, it's a game that's gonna Cook needs to win this game basically. I think they're gonna turn it right. Well, paper over the cracks because I think he's still not good enough. But Barnsley have got nothing about him. I don't think so. Considered winning three now. Three now. Uh, old Adam, you got a new Twitter? Yeah. Help, <laughs> help me out with it though. I don't know what, I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> is it Latix Old or something like that? Oh, it's Old Adam. Oh, yeah. That's Old Adam. That's Old Adam, yeah. But so they can find it by you the. You can find it by the PWU yeah, podcast. Yeah, it's on there. Yeah, and, and on the podcast tweets later on. Or direct message Silatic. I'll give Adam a ring. He's going to be a lot to him at the moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and then one last any other business I've got and we said we weren't going to mention it but I think we have to give it a mention the cricket Sunday I don't like cricket I great performance from England to uh, pull back the second test third test fourth test whatever we're up to third test set it up against Elsie's uh, brilliant hitting from Ben Stokes um, well done Ben well done Ben yeah. oh there was a question that I noticed uh, and I thought it was a very good question as well Talking about cricket, uh, what Sunday sent in. What is the panelists' favourite second sport? Favourite second sport? Yeah. Did you not get that one? No, I missed that one. I, yeah. Yeah, come on, I've had to write them down so we've got no phones this week. Well, we have a game of trying to guess each other's. I reckon Barry's. Well, I like, well, I'll give you, I like more than one other sport. So. Okay, but well, the top yeah. sport. So it's football, yeah. Yeah, so football. Oh, I think then, everyone's going to be football. One, rugby union. <laughs> Oh. That's my guess. I, I do. I, I don't mind watching top class rugby. Tennis? No, that's it. Is it? Is it? Does it use a ball? Uh, well, yeah, perhaps. I like a bit of motorsport. I like watching uh, I, Formula One. I like the Formula One. Yeah. yeah. Not for me, Formula One. And I do like a bit of cricket. As what, well. what do you reckon mine is? Cricket, horse racing. Also racing my second sport. Is it? Sport of Kings. Yeah. That's why I'm so what, what are you thinking, Simon? What am I thinking? Uh, Croquet? No. What, tennis? Correct. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Who's your, your favourite tennis player? Rugby League. Van Lendl. No. <laughs> no. No, Aaron. Uh, golf. Golf. Fishing. Tennis, tennis, tennis. Tennis? Don't could have a game of these two. Yeah. I'm not good at it, by the way. Juice. <laughs> Stefan Edberg, haven't yeah. What's mine? Yours is, without a doubt, golf. Yeah. Cricket. Golf. Golf. Yeah. I like a bit of golf. I like a bit of golf. Yeah, I'm, golf. I'm absolutely, golf. Golf. I'm absolutely useless at golf. Yeah. I'm, I'm not good at it. I like it, though. Right, has anyone got any other business to bring to the table before we wrap up tonight's show? Well, it's interna- international next week, isn't it? Yeah, so, we'll so we're going to... If you'd like to come on next week, slide into our DMs. Yeah, we'll be all right. Will it be all right? Yeah. Paul, I think Paul's back next week, isn't yeah. So sorry that the calibre of the podcast will go downhill next week. Uh, Paul's back in the studio. He's going to give us some grief for that, isn't he? Yes, yeah. Have we no club news this week, Sam? Um, 
No, because I haven't got my phone. Ah, ah, there's the culprit. Hey, I said it was me in in spells, it was me. Um, So, (laughs) on that bombshell, bombshell, (laughs) it's uh, it's a good night for me. Good night. Good night. Good night. Of the six.